Hey, hey, welcome to the Halftime Mike Podcast. I am Mike Gingrich, a business creative and a basketball fan. I'm weaving here together in this podcast to give you practical, no-nonsense resources on social media, business marketing, leadership, and life. Why do I do that? Because the adjustments you can make at halftime can help your business win the game in the second half. You ready to go? Let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, hello once again, and welcome to another episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast. And today, I want to dive into maximizing and igniting your content online. All right, maximizing and igniting your content online. Why it's important is because of content proliferation. It's out there. There's a lot of content you're competing with, but you need to be seen. And we're going to talk about uh, how you do that, why it's important, and go through some practical examples of that. Everybody needs this episode. So as you know, on the Halftime Mike podcast, I invite you to take that little break with me, a halftime where we want to dive into a topic and give you practical, doable, digital tips that can help you succeed online today. And today is no different. I want to dive into this. I'm actually recording this live on video for the first time as well as on audio. So uh, this is going to be a new experiment for me doing a little uh, double duty there, video recording as well as the audio podcast recording. But let's dive into the topic, uh, web content. Now, just to define it, when I say uh, web content, what do I mean? Okay, I'm talking about uh, primarily content that you want to reside on your website, but but it also extends beyond that. So this is, um, you know, for search engine optimization SEO reasons, you need to have uh, ever growing footprint of valuable resource rich content on your website. I think that is imperative, and I think that starts with a blog. Um, call that blog a resource center, okay? That's that's where you are offering resources. That's your top of the funnel marketing. Going back to my uh, digital marketing funnel, you need to attract more of the right people. You do that by offering resources for things they're searching for, where they can find you. So regular um, blog posts that are resource rich, that that go out there, that are that are you know. Um, not specifically related to your exact products all the time, but are the, they're related to your industry, answering questions. Okay, so I'm in the website, web software realm. And, uh, you know, we built tabsite.com, we built waftio.com, and we build websites for companies. We build, you know, customer portals, um, private areas, membership areas, warranty systems, part systems, e commerce systems. Uh, especially for businesses, and so I write about all those kind of things. But I, I write about Google Analytics. You know, I write about um, services to manage your social media. I write about lead capture, things that are related not specifically to our products, but are related to things that you need to be thinking about when you're using some of what we offer. Okay, so that's some of our resource-rich content from a digital marketing perspective. Um, I write weekly. We get content out weekly on our um, digitalhill.com blog and on my mikegingrich.com blog and and so um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of content so it's primarily text-based that's um, I'm writing articles and that's helped me for search engine optimization reasons um, that's what content is but content is more than that content can be images content can be um, videos uh, content can be you know live streaming and and again all of those you know, your videos may live on Facebook, your videos may live on YouTube, a YouTube channel, uh, they may live on Instagram, some of these pieces, And but I, I think your, your website is your core property, and that's where your content 
house needs to be. That's where it needs to, to start and be maximized, in my opinion, because that's going to help you from a, a search engine rank perspective, you know, domain authority, um, discoverability, getting people there, time spent on your site by having resource-rich content uh, on your website. And the, the key is the second reason is why it matters and that is so you can be discovered and so that you're you know top of the funnel you need to attract the right audience that audience is seeking answers they might not be ready to buy they might not be looking for your product but at that point in time but if you can get them uh, in tune with you educate about who you are get them over to your website uh, they, they if it's going to take seven points of contact for them to want to be ready to do business with you and feel comfortable doing business with you. We need to start and, and start chipping away at that seven points of contact. So top of the funnel is uh, making them aware. How do you make them aware is by positioning yourself online with great content. You need to get that out there. And content will drive them over and then you need to have the actions in place to to build in, you know, lead capture. Um, that's another, you know, different article there or different topic to talk about um, but your, your content online is going to be a primary way that people discover who you are um, begin that process of knowing per, and liking and hopefully trusting you okay so that's you, your content is the starting point of that online it represents you most people are going to research you before they ever think about emailing you contacting you reaching out to you they're going to intersect with some piece of your content. So you want to have that uh, out there that's sharp, that's good, that's quality, that is consistent, and that is ever-growing. All right? That's why it matters. Now, the key issue today with content is content overload. There is uh, a massive amount of content online, and so it's tough to stand out in the midst of that. Now, I've um, read a great book by Mark Schaefer, um, Content Code, and one of the terms he uses is, is you know, content shock, and, and a, a statistic within that is that the, uh, the, the data, the amount of content on the web is doubling somewhere in the realm, uh, depending on which source you use, between every 10 months and every 10, between 10 months and 20 months. It is doubling. So it can be less than one year length of time. The amount of content on the web that, that you could actually search through and find is, is doubling. That's just astounding when you think of you know all that's out there and the exponential rate it's growing. Okay, So that's, that's a challenge because th there's so much that people could see. How can they see what you have in the midst of that? All right? That's... Uh, that's what we want to talk about today. The key issue today, then, is how you can overcome that content overload and what you can do about it. I think the solution is what I call content ignition. Content ignition, all right? And uh, I'm just going to keep going, even though my video <laughs> fell over. It was my iPad, all right? And it needs to get set back up. And I'm trying to do this live. We're just going to keep going. All right, so what you need to do is ignite your content. That's the solution. So that, that we've, we need to have content. There's value in it out there. That's how people know, like, and trust us and begin to do business with us when they are ready. There is a lot of content that you're competing with out there. And um, 
So a solution then is content ignition. You need to ignite your content once it is live. So when we're putting a blog post out there, we're not done when we hit publish, okay? That is just the step in the process of having a new piece of content out there, but we need to take action and ignite that content and that's what I want to dive into a little bit more in terms of how you can do that. How can you ignite your content in this day and age? There's a, a number of ways and there's some basics. You got to get through some basics. So number one, when you publish a new blog post, you have automatically right away got to have a couple key images set in that blog post that are good for social sharing. All right. So I don't want to go into technical details too much, but um, your, one of your first images, I usually have an image at the top of the page, and it's at least 600 pixels wide by 315 pixels tall. And why is that? Is because that is the optimum size to fit in the Facebook news feed. And Facebook is key to my audience, so I want it to look good. I want it to fill the maximum space. Okay, I, You don't want those really narrow images. Um, Facebook actually will shrink those down. You have a thumbnail and, and you need to get seen in the newsfeed. There's a lot of competition in the Facebook newsfeed. So how are you going to be seen? Images can help you be set apart. So your blog, your web page needs to have that, those key images in it. And uh, there's a thing called the Facebook open graph image, which is you can kind of set behind the scenes in your uh, computer your web code, what image you want Facebook to pull first to share. And um, it's easy with a WordPress plugin. Many other site systems like our DH uh, website content management system have the option to set this image. And you want to set that with that wide image, that nice image that's going to take up space in the news feed that's going to visually capture what your post is about. So it starts number one, you've got great copy, great content but uh, you need to put some images in there. So at least minimum of one great key image in every um, web page, every blog post that you offer there. Okay, so that's the first thing. And um, a second idea then is using videos to introduce your content, okay? Uh, why do you do this? Because video is hot today, all right? Um, there's Video is getting a lot of engagement on Twitter, video is getting a lot of engagement on Facebook, tremendously so. Uh, Instagram just extended their video from 15 seconds to 60 seconds, and um, as well, YouTube has always been strong. It's the the second most searched search engine next to Google um, on the web. Is people searching on YouTube and searching videos on YouTube? So. You can ignite your blog content by creating a short intro video about it. This can be something that is, you know, less than a minute in length. You can do it with your smartphone. You can do it with your iPad, and um, you create a video, and then you upload it to various sources that you want to share it with. It could be you could you could upload it to YouTube, for instance. Then it resides there. You put a nice uh, keyword-rich title. You put tags in that make sense there. And uh, in the description, you outline what the intro is about, and you link to the blog post in that YouTube video that resides on YouTube. Put the URL in there. You know, HTTP colon backslash backslash URL in there because that's a clickable link if you do it that way in YouTube. So that's that's the first use on YouTube. Then you can take that and embed that in the blog post itself as a intro to the content for those people that uh, you know want a visual or, or want that um, 
audio visual cue to tell them what this post is about. If you've written, you know, 1500 words and maybe an introduction is worthy there. All right, then you can take that same video that you've uploaded to YouTube, and but it's on your iPhone, for instance, and you can upload it to Facebook. You know, um, I'm recommending maybe use a a little tool at a time, some type of um, video editor, so that you can put in a little text on the screen at the beginning. Okay, in that first f five seconds, seven seconds, eight seconds that uh, captures people. Why do you do that on Facebook only? Because Facebook videos play autoplay in the newsfeed and they won't have volume but they will have the visuals and so if you start talking they can't see you or they can't hear what you're saying um, but they could see on the on the video itself you know hey you know check this out it's about such and such uh, click in to, to listen and then you know it goes away after the first seven seconds, eight seconds, then you're hoping that they click in to listen to the audio on that. Um, but when you do that on Facebook, you load it natively to Facebook by uploading your smartphone video right to Facebook. Or um, I, I often uh, use my Mac, and so I will use AirPlay, um, AirDrop, sorry, to transfer it from my phone to my MacBook and then upload it from my Mac to my Facebook page and the reason I do that is because if I do it on a desktop and I load a video to my Facebook page it gives me the option at the end to put a call to action. It's not available on the mobile yet but you can put a call to action and I usually uh, use the one that's called learn more. It lets me put in a URL so when my video is done playing on Facebook and I can tell them hey at the end of this video you're gonna see the button for learn more uh, click here click on it and they'll take you to the blog post and it does exactly that so I can link that call to action to my blog post so I can do that if I do a less than one minute video on my smartphone my iPad um, I can now upload that to YouTube have it on YouTube for multiple uses it's searchable there um, I can upload it natively to Facebook and it has value there because videos are getting the best engagement they're getting the most views in the newsfeed on Facebook people are consuming that content better uh, and they will watch them if they're short and then because it's less than one minute I can now upload that to Instagram as well so I've got it on that source so I've just done one video I can load it to three different sources and that can ignite it's it's alerting my communities my audiences now that's saying that I'm working at building those audiences which is kind of a separate topic you know how are you trying to grow your Facebook audience you need attraction content you need engage you need to engage it's social two-way street on YouTube, are you growing your channel? Are you making people aware of your channel so they can follow you? Okay, that it YouTube does have value from a search engine perspective as well by having, you know, the title, the description, the tags uh, that your videos can actually rank in search. And then of course, um, sharing it on Instagram. Are you engaging with your Instagram audience? Are you commenting using hashtags, trying to follow others, um, hoping for that reciprocal follow so you're growing your Instagram audience? That's a simple example of using a video. Now, another one that's closely related to that, which has really come this year, 2016, uh, end of 15, beginning of 16, but it's this is the year of it, is live streaming, live video. Okay, started out with uh, Meerkat 2015, um, moved into Periscope, there's Blab, then Facebook Live Video, and uh, you can do these live streaming. So, so you can go live with uh, video and 
that really works right now. Live streaming on Facebook is tremendously powerful because Facebook actually alerts the fan base that this is happening in the news feed. They give precedence to it. The algorithm is geared towards um, a bias towards live streaming on Facebook right now. And so you can go live and you can talk about your blog post. You can talk about, hey, this is why it's out here. This is the newest one. This is the top tips on it. These are the things about it. You know, so uh, when we outline, when I answer questions about it, and then when you're done, you can invite them to come over and click through to that content. So that's another, that's a third way you can ignite your content. Um, you got to have images. Use the images in social media. Obviously, you can share the images on other uh, social networks: Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. You actually, images work better than text on Twitter because it gets stays in the news stream longer is more visual just because it takes up more space more real estate okay a fourth way that you can ignite your content is to to partner um, to partner so you you have industry partners people that you collaborate with can you share their content they will share your you know your own content can you share theirs so it's that finding that reciprocal relationship you have an audience let's say you have um, you know a thousand Facebook fans a thousand Twitter followers 500 Instagram followers, that type of thing. Someone else who is a you know partner, not a direct competitor. You know, maybe it's in another state, does a similar thing. Uh, maybe they have a uh, a service that that would be similar or add value to yours. That's related. You know, generally the same industry that you can partner with, and they have that same size community. Can you partner together to share each other's content? So that gives you some things to share on Facebook. Your attraction content. Um, and also we give them something to share. It helps you reach another audience through strategic partnerships. Now, you should also be wanting to kind of grow your, your community. Can you grow those fans, those followers, so that they want to share? Can you invite them to share? Can they be raving fans where you've engaged with them enough that uh, they want to um, pass on? They're looking for things to share online that you want to do that. So partnering. Is, uh, is the fourth one there. And then the fifth one that I want to talk about, about igniting your content, is the thing you need to look at today is paid ignition. Paid ignition, all right? Um, you need to take a look at things like Facebook ads is, is my number one go-to just because I say Facebook is the largest human database detail that we can use for reaching an audience out there today, okay? Facebook knows everything about you. You have put in, when you sign up for Facebook, you put in your profile information and you've continually liked pages and you've continually um, put comments and you've, uh, you have friends, you've given them demographic information. You just continue to expand the footprint that they can track and use, allow businesses to use in using ads. And we can drill down. We can drill down to, you know, um, regions. We can drill down to interests. We can drill down to pages liked. Um, we can drill down into uh, gender. We can drill down into salary range. We, all kinds of details that we can get with Facebook ads so we can get what we want in front of the right audience. So paid ignition, Facebook ads. And they've made it even easier because they continue to improve uh, the boost post tool. So you can just go to your Facebook page, create a post that links to your new content, and then you know let that run a little bit. hour later, you can come back and you can boost that post. And you can create custom audiences there in more detail now than what you ever could before. And you can put 10 bucks on it, and uh, you might uh, triple, quadruple the amount of people that can see that content. So Facebook ads paid ignition is, uh, is a key that your business needs to take a look at today. 
related to Facebook ads is Instagram ads. I've really been impressed with uh, what's happened there. Now again, Instagram ads are related to Facebook. You do that in the Facebook ads manager because Instagram is owned by Facebook. Um, they're allowing you to do some carousel ads, some video ads, which I'm also using on Facebook. I'm using uh, carousel, multiple images in one ad. I'm using video primarily from images. So I'm creating, uh, Facebook will make a video from you adding four or five images together with some text and, and they will create a video out of that. So that's another thing. And then the, the third piece of paid is uh, retargeting because you get them over to your website you can um, put a pixel on your website so that you can then present ads to them either on other websites or on Facebook, two different types of retargeting on Facebook or on other websites to reach them again. Remember, it takes seven points of contact. Not everybody's gonna come and buy right away. They're not gonna be overwhelmed right away, but they, you wanna get them familiar with you. You wanna stay top of mind. You wanna say, have your content stay stop, top of mind. And so by retargeting is a way that you can do that. So again, the key today is that y you need to have quality content and the challenge is, is that there's a lot of content out there. There's competition to be seen. The answer is that you need to ignite your content. The ways that you do that start with your images in your post, starts with your strategy of sharing afterwards. It can involve email marketing. You know, I have people I try to capture them lead capture on my website so that people want to get my new blog post so that they automatically get that in their inbox um, but as well I'm putting key images in my blog post I'm using those key images in my social sharing and uh, I'm doing a routine of social sharing so it's not just share once on Facebook and I'm done but I come back to that I revisit that it's gonna go out multiple times on Facebook on Twitter um, I'm sharing an image on Instagram then I am creating videos videos that introduce content that uh, I, I'm going to have a little video introducing this podcast and what it's about. I share that on the different sites. Live streaming, live videos, another way to do that. Community, partner, and then paid ignition. Those are your keys, one, two, three, four, five, that I'm recommending as ways to ignite your content to overcome that uh, content overload that's out there. And you need to do this. You need to continue to add to this and there are efficient ways with, with you know one video less than a minute putting it loading to three sources that are helpful that get you results all right that's what i want to cover today breaking it down you've heard me i summarized it what aren't you doing that you need to do now is it uh, adding good images to your blog post is that where you need to start is it uh, creating a little short intro video? Is it trying to experiment with some boosting posts, you know, some Facebook ads, some Instagram ads? What's the key for you? Write it down now. Take action on it and get started, okay? It's all about doing something, taking the action and doing it in the second half. All right, so this was Mike with Halftime Mike Podcast. I am over and out. We'll see you again next time. Take care. Alrighty, thanks for listening to this episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast. Remember, what you do in the second half is the outcome of the game for your business. What's the next step you need to take today to act? Does your business need website software tools or social media help? Come on over and visit me at MikeEnglish.com. I'm also available if you want me to speak at your next event. Visit MikeEnglish.com slash speaking to learn more. Join me again for another episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast because I am your no-nonsense guy. 
adding value to you to help you win the game in the second half.